0: How about Chris and Michaela? No, really. How about Chris and Michaela? My goodness. Plus, more old-school challenge references, more secret deals that don't really make sense to me, more finals appearances for a lot of folks with a lot of finals appearances, and more Josh promises made, not kept, and ultimately a heartbreaking loss and an elimination for the ages... Almost. It's the Challenge USA 2 episode 13 recap coming up right now. What up my fellow Challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's or CBS's or really anywhere's the Challenge, past, present, or future if it's happening in the Challenge universe. We are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me on this late Thursday night. We've just watched episode 13, Challenge USA 2. It was as advertised. There was a whole bunch of stress. There was a hell of a lot of crying. And there was a lot of dramatics, and that was pretty much all just from Josh. And then everyone else had some of theirs as well. There was a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. We, of course, will be diving into it here in just one moment before we do. Quick programming reminders. First and foremost, USA 2, the finale is next week. We'll be back next week to cover that finale as well as the week after that. We will get a full season recap and awards out there sometime, probably immediately the week after potentially two weeks later just with you know, U- or season 39 kicking off, Survivor going. Maybe we give it two weeks. I don't think there's a reunion or anything, but you know, the podcast circuit, everything else. We find out everything we possibly can. So one to two weeks after, we will do the full season recap and awards. But next week, we will be recapping the finale episode, episode 14 of USA 2. Then season 39 preview will also be coming out sometime next week. I had hoped Monday. I don't know. There's some uh, last-second Travel That's come up this weekend. I don't know if that will be recorded and out and available on Monday, but it will be next week sometime so that you have it the week prior to season 39 dropping, which of course then comes out on Wednesday, the 25th, 13 days from now. Get excited. I'm very excited. That's the short version of the preview podcast for you As I am thrilled. I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to it. So a lot of coverage of that obviously coming soon. And then Survivor 45, an incredible episode three, a pretty wild and incredible start to a Survivor, modern Survivor season, me and my good friend, Tony, covering it here on the Challenge Story and Feed. So if you're a Survivor watcher and haven't been listening to our recaps, please go do so. We will be this week, no guaranteed time, as always, on the exact date, other than just guarantee that we will do it every week. Uh, I think this week we're shooting for uh, recording on Saturday, hopefully, so you should be seeing that in Sunday morning, but like it has been the first couple of weeks and will be the rest of that season, we will have Survivor coverage for you every single week, but I just can't guarantee exactly which night it will be at any given point. Then, also, final little thing. Uh, House of Villains premiered tonight over on E, Johnny Bananas and a whole host of big, big famous names in the reality world on a brand new show. Uh, If it's good, if I hear good things, if we find out Bananas did decent on it, I might check it out. It kind of looks interesting. I'm intrigued. And if I do, maybe I do a one-off episode. Maybe I find a guest that also watched it. We just do one episode just to talk about that if Bananas does well and gives us something worth talking. But I do know, though, I am for sure the Traders buzz is wild. Uh, I might have to go back and watch Traders 1. If you watched the first season of Traders uh, and you liked it, let me know, hit me up DM at Challenge Story and let me know cuz I'm thinking with the the challenge faces that are going on to Trader season 2. I mean, it feels it feels like we might have to talk about that or worst case, I mean, at minimum I'm going to have to watch like Bananas and CT competing in another game. I got to watch that. I got to watch that. So those are some possible things coming up. But for now, for tonight, Challenge USA 2, Episode 13. Holy cow. What an ending. What a what an ending in a couple different ways there. What an episode. Let's dive in, as always. Walk through the episode. We'll get out some awards, power rankings, and predictions going into the final next week. Here we go. Episode 13, Challenge USA 2. Let's go. Opening segment of the episode. Not a lot to talk about because there was barely an opening segment. We were at the Daily Challenge like that. But really quick, Cassidy is handling the ridiculous spot she finds herself in in a fantastic manner, proper mix of kind of talking a mild little shit, but in like a laughable, like I'm having fun and it's okay when she gives her little toast. She's handling this like an absolute champion. I I, I can't wait to hear from her and some of her exit interviews and things about what the dynamic was in the house, because it it makes no sense why it makes some sense from the game point of once you throw someone in, you just keep saying their name. I get that. But I I, I don't totally know. And we'll talk about it a little later in this podcast, why she got votes yet again here and got sent in yet again. Direct vote at that here again. So, uh yeah, like how she's handling it. Josh's level of stress is making me stressed. Just watching, even at the very beginning, I get it. I would be similar to him. I would probably just hold it all in and be visibly shaking as I can't let a single thing out of it. I'm kind of the opposite of Josh in that manner. But um, this is the one episode, because it's the last one, that the editing that like if this was episode 7 it he'd be like, oh, Josh is going home. Here we go. This is the episode Josh goes home, I guess. But because it's the last episode, there's it. the editing doesn't give it away, which is appreciated that, you know, we can I can kind of do without that because they're like they're they're going to set up the storylines of like who would be the most dramatic and we're going to talk about it right up until the end In whether they are a part of it or not or whoever goes home they're going to try to build up whatever last strands of drama they can here so of course we're getting this and uh, it all makes sense chanel one one thing for you. you, you don't gotta be you can be on Reddit, it's fun sometimes. Uh at least for in the world of like challenge survivor, that type of stuff. I think it's mostly fun. I don't know about all of Reddit, but uh you don't need to take the comments too seriously. The only comments you need to take seriously are like podcaster comments, those those people are know what they're talking about, usually. So take those comments seriously from the podcasters' Reddit stuff. You can get over that, you're not a flap. We just needed proof of concept. That's all proof of concept, which you delivered by the end of this episode. So we're all good there. Then we're at the daily challenge and it's amazing. It's so amazing. We already knew what it wasn't from the, pre- the, you know, the next week on, but we had to see it in action. And I was so, so thrilled with everything they did here. Every aspect of how the daily challenge segment of this episode went was flawless and amazing and I loved it first and foremost I'm gonna need to for the season wrap-up try to compile a a list of all of the callbacks big and small to early challenge days early challenge seasons because there's been many I think I've been pretty good at calling most of them out on the podcast but this one was another huge one that back in the day like season 1 through 10 type of stuff Was a lot of challenges of just, okay, climb this really high into the sky. Uh, Slightly different contraption or ladder. Climb that high up into the sky. Lots of just ladders, climb up really high, fastest to climb up, wins, or sometimes climb up and then climb back down because they got crazy with it back in the day, you know? And so this gave me that. And then it also mixed in. There was some just like walk across at a a high level, some balance beams and different things. Um, The biggest one I'm thinking of was a little later than the first 10 seasons. I want to say it was maybe inferno three uh yeah maybe inferno three we're at the very end it's second to last or last daily challenge they the the teammates had to like wrap up out over you know on the beam out over the edge of the cliff or whatever it was very cool but they've done These two aspects of this challenge, they've done both of them way back in the early days, especially just the climbing portion being the main like, yes, you have to get across up top, but the time wise, it's really who can climb the fastest because you should be able to get across in more or less a similar amount of time if you're able to get across mostly mostly definitely Chris has helped him in this instance. So love that loved that. We barely saw the daily chat that it was really fast that they're like, this isn't the meat. This shouldn't be the meat of this episode. And they get through it quickly. It's even okay. Kind of not getting to see like, okay, we see everyone gets across, but we don't totally know how anyone actually does. They give us via confessional. It's Fessy versus Chris. It Tori's doing great, but then Michaela crushes it. And the only one they really focus on is Fessy, Chris and Michaela's run. And I'm good with that. That's fantastic. That's all we need to see. Everyone crushes it. I'm kind of surprised everyone got it done. That balance beam doesn't just seem super easy to not fall off of. Um, So that's, that's impressive for this group of eight and Michaela and Chris, what can we say at this point about these two? They're incredible. They're incredible. Michaela, three straight wins to make the final three straight daily wins to not only just secure her spot in the final, but just to slowly, but surely as we talked about last week and just grab the whole house and just have the whole thing in her hand and just pure confidence all the way through. Um, That's fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Not three straight wins. She did not win last week. She helped daily helped Desi more or less win. So Three wins plus, you know, the big move that helped her buddy win the other one in between there. So, incredible stuff from her. Chris, now, oh, I mean, w- w- we'll talk about it at the end in the prediction segment, like what, where this season, if he pulls this off in the end, could be headed. But four elimination wins, including three in a row, that then preceded, the two daily wins in a row now. So that's six wins total that he has had on this season, eliminates and dailies, and five in a row, three eliminations, two dailies, five straight times. He has won his way into the next round of this game. That is insane. That is how he gets to the final in his rookie season. And if he wins this thing, I mean, le- legendary stuff, legendary stuff. We'll talk more about that later, but amazing daily challenge. Wonderful all the way through. Back at the house, we're going to split this into two because there's obviously one big, big thing to talk about from the nominations and the votes. And we'll talk about it first. Josh's vote. What the hell? What is going on? What Josh just, you know, they they like to use the word meltdown in this house all the time. We got it last week, the Michelle down. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't personally, I I know I'm a very literal person, but. I wouldn't have called what she did last week a meltdown. I wouldn't have called who did they earlier in the season just tried to paint as have having some massive meltdown when it's like, I don't know. They kind of just defended themselves a little and gotten an argument and maybe lost an argument kind of, but like, I don't know that we call that a a big meltdown, a spiral, if you will, was it Chris that they were like a spiraling or whatever? Um, Yeah. I just, they kind of have overused that a little bit this season. This was an actual kind of meltdown. This was an actual, like, Everything falling out of his body, all emotions, all thoughts, all wisdom gone from his brain in the moment, just pure stress and anxiety overtaking a human being. That is what we saw from Josh. And again, I get it. Um, The the, uh, being a person that he is, that is clearly, you know, it wears his emotions on his sleeve and you put that person... In this situation that he's in, with having had this challenge journey that he has, that has gotten incrementally better and better, but at the same time as he's gotten incrementally better at playing and then even a big leap forward, as I pointed out start the season and think is true of him then and certainly still now in the present day of like got himself in incredible shape, working his ass off, unbelievable stuff, shout out to him for that. He's had these huge alliances. He's gotten to a point where it's like, dude, and like all your buddies make the finals like over and over and over. And it's kind of one of the things a lot, some fans find umbrage with of like these same people keep making the finals and this one big alliance and everyone's friends. And he's at the core of that, but he hasn't made the final. And so I get you put a person with that type of emotional profile in that situation And then you get down to it's the last one and you're voting for a friend or backstabbing one of your two or three closest friends in the house uh, out of everyone that you're friends with because you're friends with everyone. And yeah, I understand the unravel, the pure anxiety, chaos ball that comes bubbling out of him. And, you know, there's with all of that said, there is no need for Josh to swear on his dead grandfather. There is no need to do it. Why do you got to do it? And I'm going to be a bad historian here for a moment and do another. I think this happened, but I can't pinpoint when and I didn't look it back up. It would have been kind of a hard one to look up. But I feel like he's sworn on some family members before and then went back on it. Like I don't think this was the first time this has happened and we've had a similar conversation or maybe we didn't on air at least because I think it was a few seasons back before I was maybe covering the show on the pod, but his word needs nothing because we do know we do know and we can trust and believe because it's obvious and it's true that Josh loves his family it's it's what makes him such a wonderful human you can tell he truly loves his family and his friends and like all of this is real none of this is none of this is fake emotion coming out of him none of this is really for the cameras or anything like that like this he's a wonderful human being who cares deeply about his loved ones in his life and so because that's true then that means that his word just truly means absolute jack shit in this house. Absolute jack shit. Because he he loves everyone. He's friends with everyone. And everyone's friends with him. And so it's this situation. It's not the first time he's kind of found himself in a situation like this. And if he keeps doing more seasons, he's very likely to find himself in similar situations again, where he is just too torn up because he's friends with everyone. And there may be levels to different friendships, but he's going to find himself in this position again. His word means literally nothing because it, because it, if it did, then it would mean that he didn't actually care about family members or d- maybe he's just a guy who's like, it, uh, I have, I, I love them to death. They're the thing that matters the most to me, but it doesn't, I, it, you know, I'm not, I don't know if you would call that superstition or what, what you would label being able to like swear on your grandparents. But we think of that, like, that's something I would think of showing up on the house of villain show that we referenced earlier. That's like something someone trying to play the TV villain on a reality character uh, reality show would do. So yeah, his word means nothing. And he has two options here that he could do. And it's not that hard at least from sitting here, obviously again, in the game, in his position, it would be hard, but I don't think impossible because we've seen basically every other player ever be able to pull some version of this off. One of two options. He's got just one option. One, go to Corey, say, look, Bananas and I have gotten close off the show. We live in the same area. We hang out. He's like a mentor. He's openly defended me and our alliance all season. You're my boy, but you haven't 100% been with that alliance all season. So it's literally between the two of you. And I got to vote for one of you. And I'm sorry, it's going to be you. And then go tell Fessel, hey, I want to stick with our word. This alliance has benefited both of us. And, you know, I want bananas. Uh, and, you know, it, it is what it is. And just tell him that. And everyone will be okay. Or option two, go to bananas and say, I appreciate you. Everything you've done for me in the game, outside the game. But I can't beat you in a final. I don't think that's going to happen. I would rather not go against you in a final. It's you versus another close friend. It's not if it was you versus someone I didn't care about, an enemy, whatever. No problem. I'll just let you beat me in the final. But it's not. It's you versus another friend. And my best friend who's in there wants to go against you. Because all three of us don't want to go against you in the final. So there it is. Sorry, buddy too bad and i'm voting you out it is what it is do one of those two things not that difficult don't do everything you actually did don't do it don't do it ah oh, yeah this this was the only actual meltdown of the whole season i think um he was so torn up so torn up and this is at least i will say this i will it's not at least entertaining. It's flat out entertaining. I was very entertained through all of this, but for those who it's a little consolation prize for those who have maybe disliked how dominant alliances have been in, you know, vacation vet Alliance or just whatever powerful Alliance of the last six ish seasons of flagship and USA and world championships all kind of rolled in there have been, we at least finally, finally, finally got a moment where, They actually were painted into a corner and someone did have to make a really difficult decision. And there was some drama because of it, because we've gotten close, but we've never at least got to see all of this huge friendship, these huge alliance blocks that have run the game for the last handful of seasons. We've never really gotten them finally pushed to the brink. We came close on world championships and we probably should have. Danny and Sarah tried their damnedest, couldn't quite get there with that pure little chaos move. So we at least get some. Payoff to all of this. It's probably nothing for those that are that upset about it overall, but it's something. And last but not least, on the topic of Josh's vote, <laughs> Tori walking in to console him and telling him, Look, I voted for you. And it's not that hard. Like as she hugs him to try to console him for feeling so bad about voting for a friend. And it just bounces right off him. He basically, I don't even know if he realizes what she says in that moment. It is so savage, it is so funny, it is so amazing, and uh, yeah, she scored major points in my book uh, for that moment, absolutely loved that. Then to the other votes in the house, the nominations and the other votes and anything else that happened at the house before the arena, I don't know why Michaela is saying, Cassidy, I get it, obviously, we. I take that back. I know why, they show us why, her and Tori made a deal of sorts. But I don't know why she's honoring the deal. I don't give a shit about the deal. Put Tori in. That's the deal right there. Put Tori deal in. That is the only deal that needs to be done. I tried to get there with that pun it didn't it didn't work out. but forgive me. anyways put in Tori. don't put in Cassidy. I don't I don't it, it's an honorable thing to do and Michaela seems like someone who does maybe I think she's someone who just wanted to be an honorable person in this game from the first day she ever came in back on spies, lies and allies. And I don't know, uh, this because we don't actually have any evidence for it. It'd be purely inference on my part, but maybe she felt such a way about, the portrayal and the reason she got voted in first and ultimately then lost on spies lies and allies was over the whole list thing and it getting blown out of proportion and it being something that it wasn't actually. And then that paints her as some, you know, person that she isn't in the game. And so she really, really, really wants to like stick to her guns here, but you wanted to throw Tori in multiple times. Your Alliance talked you out of it. You had one final shot and you easily could have told your Alliance, like, look, Y'all can just put all the balls on Cassidy and we'll see what happens. But like, I want Tori in there. I'm not leaving this up to the hopper. I'm not leaving this up to other people's votes, whatever. And then go tell Tori, I know we made a deal and I know this is shady as fuck, but like you, you got to respect it that you're a champ and I'm basically a rookie and you're the, you won two dailies and I want all the other ones. So kind of, I know Desi won the one, but again, Michaela kind of won all of them. So I think it would have been okay. And it would have blown over fairly easily. Chris. Also, I was a little disappointed in Chris, not backing up Cassie. I know it's not like they've been working together or anything the whole season, but like, come on, man, have some respect for the fact that Cassie and you have been in the same boat here this whole season. What should you needed someone else to go into a fourth elimination too? Like why is Chris? I And you know, again, the, the whole thing comes up that we've talked about for the last two or three weeks of the men want the best women there. The women want the best men there, but like, I I'm not worried about Cassidy being such a layup that it's going to be so detrimental to your game in the final. And also she's there, everyone, like she's really good. And I would have thought he would have had some sympathy for like, no, Cassidy's off the board. Like, you know, she's been through the ringer the way I have she's off the board. If everyone else votes are in, so be it, but I'm not doing it. I expected a little pushback, but it was, so it was kind of shocking in this scenario that they just sat down and were like, so Cassidy for the women. Okay, good. Got that covered. It was like, what, what's going on? On the other side, the men's side, I'm okay with them going fessel. I think that's mostly smart. Um, I think I mean I, I don't think it, I don't disagree with it strongly, I guess. I do slightly disagree with it. I would go bananas personally in that situation. I understand that Chris is, you know, going full into it of like bananas is old, just flat out, like is 10 years older than the rest of us. And I think that's gonna eventually slow him down or whatever. Um I don't, I don't hate that, but the man's won seven times. Fassi is over three in finals, and I'm just, I'm just putting in bananas. I'm putting in bananas in this spot, regardless of the fact that Fessel voted you in twice. But I get, you know, Fessel is of the three of them. If you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about bananas because he's old or whatever. Then like, go Fassi over Josh or Corey, sure. But I do think that if you put in bananas fessel gets more balls even than bananas does when you put in fessel if that just made sense i think that made sense how that came out of my mouth i'll say it again though just in case if you vote in bananas and then the other eight have to vote on fessel i think like seven to maybe even all eight go on fessel versus the five out of the eight that end up on bananas after voting in fessel so if that's the matchup you want which is kind of seemed like that is the matchup they wanted then I I think although not a massive disagreement that you probably should have went bananas first and now without having to go into the final elimination bananas is in the final with you. So yeah. Final thing though. Who said Josh's name besides Tori? I really need to, I know the secret votes fun and everything, but I wish they revealed them afterwards to like just the audience or something. Um, Yeah. I would really, I want to know who else said Josh's name. We know Tori was one of the two people. I would love to know who the other one was because I'm not entirely sure. Then, finally, we have the arena. Bananas escapes. Chanel does not. Chanel finally has to go in there on the bananas escaping side of things. For anyone that wants to very, you know, I saw it online already. Happened very quickly. Um, Of course, it does. These, you know, folks that bring like this topic, you know, like to bring it up at every instance they're given. And I I saw this one coming a mile away. For anyone that uh, is doing the, they rigged it for bananas, you know, the hoppers bullshit. There's no way like they they want bananas in the final whatever. The wonderful Challenge Stats put out earlier this week, an incredible breakdown as they tend to do over there at Challenge Stats. Amazing work, as always, about Bananas having been in the most final eliminations ever and having a great record in those final eliminations. I believe it was like six and two. Like he's been in eight times. He's been in the last elimination of the season. Now, yes, he's done like 22 or three whatever seasons, depending on what you want to count and what you don't want to count. He's done way more than everyone else but still that's like a lot of fun to have been in the last elimination of the season. So I don't think that they're rigging anything to avoid. Like if they're rigging something to get someone like a banana as far in the game. I don't believe it's true, but if you want to make that argument, and we accepted that it was true. Then I would say, yeah. And they got him to the second to the last. They they got thirteen out of fourteen episodes. They don't like need the fourteenth one necessarily. So yeah, he just got lucky with you know his three eighths chance to get out of that situation. There were three that were votes for against for someone else. Five for him. Not the worst odds. Like not crazy that he pulled it off. So he escapes. Chanel does not. This isn't hall brawl. It just isn't okay. Don't call it hall brawl. I'm, I don't know. I, I feel like this is the third or fourth season of this podcast in a row. Now that I'm having a different rant a little bit about hall brawl and either do it or don't do it, either do it or don't do it. That's kind of where I've finally landed with this thing. It It makes me squeamish when it's, you know, the matchups not appropriate the way I think we talked about that with USA one, when Enzo just, you know, wiped the floor with my guy, Leo cat Lord, Leo, but it's amazing when it's like a proper matchup. I think as we said, then, you know, with two people that both want to do it signed up, knowing this could be a thing and are kind of jacked up to do it. And it's an even matchup. It's one of the craziest, coolest things on television. So we either do it or don't do it either be decide that. Yes, this is too dangerous. This is not acceptable to do in polite society anymore and don't do it at all. Or say, we know it's dangerous. We know it's, a little problematic it makes people queasy and we don't care we're doing it and we're doing the real version of it make a choice and do it and if you want to just get rid of it just get rid of it like just do pole wrestle save pole wrestle to the end make it known across the challenge universe pole wrestle will be the final elimination every season just make that the standard I'm okay with it I don't even care and, and get rid of all ball or do it and do the full thing Super dangerous, super not okay, super makes me feel queasy, the whole thing. And do multiple rounds and just let it let it let it be what it was in the past, or don't do it at all. I let the ride or dies one it was interesting, was an interesting twist on it. I would have even been fine with like just the pad in this instance. If it was like, no, we're just adding the extra pad in to take away the first brutal hit that like could cause serious neck back type injuries. I'd be down for that and be like, then you can drop them and wrestle. And it's, you know, it's brutal after that, but we're avoiding, you know, we're keeping on the table. The Kyle broke his finger backwards, horrifying, but like also not horrifying. And we're just eliminating the one big hit at the beginning where like, you know, these people don't know how to tackle each other. They're going in head first and super, super horrible, dangerous things are on the table. I would be fine with that. That's not too watered down for me. That feels like an appropriate adjustment. If it was then though, Best of three, and it's like it's an actual fight. If it's what this was without the puzzle of like the first hit, you have to have the pad up for safety purposes to not break any necks, but then you can drop it and it's pure blown wrestling in the middle of this little tiny hallway. I'm okay with it. That's fine. That's good. That's much better than what we get here. So pick a side challenge, pick a side because in the end, this there was so much buildup. I was so excited for this episode. I couldn't believe you know, when Chris wins, it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen on the men's side of the equation? And then Fessy gets going in and then Josh's name gets called. and It's like, holy shit, like any of these scenarios with Josh ending up in was going to be kind of wild and crazy. And just the story of it is is bananas. Um, but then it, there was like almost a little anticlimactic of like now it's just this kind of puzzle and it turns into this guessing game that Fessy kind of turns it into. But before we get to those two Chanel first Chanel gets a nice little stroke of luck. Um, You know, her and Cassie both do a fine job with the hitting each other. Chanel wins the battles, you know, gains a three seconds, whatever it is by letting go of Cassie a little further on her side and winning the first hit a little bit more. But like, She gained what, three, four, five, maybe seconds out of that, which is, is, is an advantage, but you know, is what it is, but she gets her survivor puzzle. And I love that they show it and reference it. And it's great that this is on CBS. So they can like show these highlights from survivor and everything that, you know, she wasn't on survivor. She was made it, you know, halfway through or whatever, but the sweat versus savvy challenge that her team did while it wasn't squares, it was triangles was a version of this type of puzzle. So she has some experience under the pressure, under the gun, doing this type of puzzle. So that's huge. She gets, you know, the clutch victory. I'm, I'm happy to see Joan get her moment to prove herself. Love that for her. I am bummed Cassidy didn't win though. Uh, uh, Admittedly, because of what she's been through all season and how wonderful, I think she can continue to be on this show. I saw the great Alan Aguirre as always fantastic tweets, fantastic content throughout the episode, throughout the week, throughout all of challenge, but he, Reference that Cassidy to him is kind of like the new Kellyanne and he mean, meant that very complimentary and I couldn't have agreed more. I was like, mm, I see a little bit of that. Yeah, she, you know, maybe doesn't have the the initial relationship in the house that, you know, Kellyanne had coming in that made some extra fireworks in the beginning, but like a lot of similar vibes. I I, I see it. I thought the comparison was fun and either way, good or not. I really like Cassie. I think she's great for the show. Great in this game. And so given what she's went through, I did, if I was rooting, I was rooting for Cassie. I would have loved to see her make the final. She's had a good run though. Um, I hope to see her back and back soon. Fessy Josh. Then again, it should have been all time. And it was kind of anticlimactic being just the puzzle. And then the guessing game that Fessy turns it into, which is a bold strategy. It's a bold strategy. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad, um, I'm, I'm white. It's not terrible. It's certainly not terrible. It might be poor and it might be decent. Uh, uh, kind of somewhere in the middle clearly is where I stand on it. Cause it made me nervous. That's for damn sure. Fasty fan club over here was on edge all throughout this elimination, bold strategy. It did work though. And he did get a little lucky. I mean the, because of the music, I was pretty, they kind of dialed the music up in a way that told you when Josh ran over the second time, he wasn't about to be correct. And then that Fessy was, but I was damn nervous when Josh ran over the second time and got that second guess off, but good job by Fessy thinking through also the fact of like whispering your answer to TJ so that Josh doesn't know you've already guessed that number. Doesn't maybe even pick up on the strategy that you've been over there three, four times now to get this answer. But I like it. Take one long look at the board, get a, you know, a rough estimate of like, it can't be more than X or whatever. So he gets his first guess and when he's wrong. He's like, you know what? I can run back and forth pretty quick and it can't be like too many more than what I said. So it's only going to take a couple of guesses here and it pays off and it works. And yeah, uh, it was kind of anticlimactic at the end. And then Josh goes home and man, it's brutal. It's brutal for the, I mean, again, incredible human being. I was very entertained by Josh throughout the season. I was glad to, you know, have him not be on a season or two there to let it come back to him and incredible work off the show. Again, insane work he's putting in physically to build his body up for this show. I'm confident they're going to invite him back. And well, I haven't loved him for the show in the past. I've been bored of him in the past. I was very entertained this season. I've always stood by, I mean, off the show. I think he's just a fantastic human being and that kind of gets his way in the show as we've discussed. And uh yeah, I think they're going to find a way to, to, to get Josh in a final or let him keep doing these, but man, what a gut punch, pretty brutal to watch. That is admittedly and TJ Savage on the way out, kind of, weirdly not like complimentary to josh or cassie at least that we saw who knows maybe they filmed a bunch of stuff and they showed what they showed but you know just the kind of quick you don't want to lose the worst one you could lose the last one take care like get out of here not even like uh you know josh you've you've been a staple of course we'll see you again you're getting so close you're doing great cassie you've been a one incredible warrior three like none of that just like, yeah, it sucks to lose the last one, huh? Okay, bye. And then Bananas comes over the top with the famous TJ quote. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a savage exit there at the end for Josh. To the awards, best quote. We're either going with swearing on your dead grandfather or Bananas quoting TJ's iconic, don't take care, hope to see you never. They 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 go hand in hand. There's a re- the one... Had to happen for the second to happen. They both win the award. As for the best moment, Michaela's winning run, fantastic stuff. Although, you know what? I will say this, this is the only thing I i maybe had against the daily challenge I didn't say earlier. I don't know if I love it being two separate times. Climb up. When you get to the top, stop your time. We get you all set. And then we walk across. I know that's for safety so they can like switch the wires and everything. I just felt like, feel like there was a way... Maybe, maybe they tried and maybe there wasn't, maybe I'm wrong. And again, the safety of it all matters. And I'm glad that it matters seems to matter more than it ever has, which is the appropriate level that it should matter. But I feel like there was a way to make it a continuous, like climb up in and then climb back over the other side and get on that thing and go across one continuous time. Obviously that would have hurt Michaela, but I think she would have overcome that if she had to, uh, because she overcomes everything that she has to. It seems Michaela's winning run nominee. Number one, Josh's entire voting sequence, nominee number two. what a mess. What a ball of anxiety that was. Third, Tory telling Josh she voted for him again, it was it, <laughs> i I laughed hard in that moment when it happened. And I still don't know if Josh knew that she said that or maybe even knew that she voted for him until watching this episode now back for the first time. who knows? And then fourth and finally, the moment TJ said Josh was playing versus fessy. I mean that was Wild, 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 wild stuff. I'm giving it to Tori though. Tori had the best moment of the episode. As for MVP, Tori gets a shout out for that incredible moment and some good narration. Cassie, Chanel, Bananas, Fessel, Josh. Josh is the MVP of the episode. Power rankings and predictions, the final one. I have been dog shit all season long with predictions. The beginning of the season predictions, the episode by episode predictions dog shit all the way through is the only way to describe it but the power rankings have been pretty good so far i think i think they've actually been pretty pretty accurate reflection if i do say so myself the final power rankings going into the final is as follows women's side michaela Tori, desi chanel i think chanel's the only one out of the eight people here that I don't see winning. I could see any of the other seven people in this final. That's not really meant as like a shot at Chanel either, who again, I think has proven herself a nice elimination win here and just has been perfectly fine all season long. As far as the dailies and stuff go, we actually don't know how she did in a lot of the dailies because they don't give us the times and things like that, but she certainly hasn't flopped in anything, had great social game, strong Alliance, the whole thing. She's very good player, quality player, but they're, I, I don't know. We have no no evidence, I guess, for the endurance portion, which I, I guess I technically don't have for Michaela or Desi either. But I just I just feel really confident Michaela Desi Tori, one of those three, like that is just a really, really, really strong top three on the women's side. And I think one of them is going to win. I would put Michaela in first in the power rankings right now. I that isn't saying I'm picking her to win. We'll get to that in just one second. Men's power rankings, bananas has to be first, just reputation. I'm sorry. He's a seven-time champion. He's the GOAT. He's in the final. It's four-person final with strong partners across from him. If they do have to partner up with the women at different stages, anything. If they have to partner up with one person for a long section, he's going to get Tori as his partner. So, like, that's pretty good for him. He's got to be first. Just come on. He, he has to be first in the power rankings. Chris second, which I think also has to be at this point. Fessel third, Corey fourth. I do think any of the four of them could win. I say it's between bananas and Chris for me as like big odds to win, but I give a shot to Fessy and a shot to Corey as well in this final. As for predictions though, I went, Oh, for last week, completely. Everything couldn't have been more wrong on everything. So we're not going to recap those. Let's just talk the predictions for next week. I think Michaela wins. And I think that Chris wins. I think Michaela and Chris win and Michaela and Chris cap off for Michaela borderline legendary season and for Chris legitimate legendary all-time shit season like wild crazy stuff for Michaela if she wins I think we're like we've got an absolute star on our hands I think we already know that whether she wins or not but I think the win solidifies like bonafide star let this woman be on the next, you know, five seasons in a row. Let's see what she can do. Put all types of different casts around her, different groups of people, friends, enemies, the whole thing. She's a star. And I think she, you know, takes it to a different level with the win, but not like led the most legendary season of all time. Like, you know, just a, an incredibly impressive season with a bunch of wins amongst it. Great political social game, like a, an A season, certainly, but not like quite. Quite legendary, all all time stuff, because then we're talking, you know, handfuls of the best seasons ever by any individual. So I'm not going to put it there. Chris, though, if he wins, and I I think he's gonna win, would have four elimination wins in one season, two daily wins, the last two, to make it into, or else he would have been in more eliminations after that. He beat Wes in an elimination that Wes had a bunch of advantages in, as we discussed when we recapped that episode so you know one of those elimination wins at least like stands out as a really 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 big crazy one he won pole wrestle as one of the other ones a comeback pole wrestle win even though they didn't show us all three rounds they only showed us the one and then he would go on to beat in a final bananas the goat and Fessy and Corey, two longtime challenge vets who have done a bunch of finals, and while they have never won, are really good competitors. Like you know, people can disagree all they want, especially with Fessy. Whatever, they're they're really good competitors. They've been in a bunch of finals. They've been on a ton of seasons. If his victory in the final is over bananas, Fessel Corey, like that's as legitimate as it gets in a final. Four limbs, two dailies, a final back against the wall the whole time, winning a pole wrestle, beating Wes in an elimination, beating bananas in a final. That's, that's all time, like all time, all time kind of stuff. I'm not saying the best season that anyone's ever had, but if we do that podcast and have that debate, he's on the list of people that gets brought up. I don't know how long that list is, but I know Chris is in it if he wins this season. So that's, what's on the line for the two of them. I think it's going to happen. Uh, but again, I think seven, I think Chanel's the only one and like, I I guess I could see a path for, I don't, I don't know. I can't say all eight could win. That's, that's silly, but I do think seven of them could win. I really do think Corey and Fessy both have like a shot. Um, maybe Corey's at like a 5% Fessy's at like a 10%. And then I don't know how to divide 85 and two on the spot, but you know, 42 and a half for the other two for Chris and bananas there on the women's side, I think it's, pretty even like Tori, Michaela, Desi. I don't know why now I'm waffling on Desi a little, maybe Tori and Michaela, like, you know, 35, 35, and like only 30 or whatever that leaves for, for Desi again. Yeah. That, that, that's where I'm kind of landing, but I think Michaela and Chris are going to win. That's my predictions. I'm sorry to Chris and Michaela that that means you're probably not going to based on how I've done with my predictions this season, but I'm going to be really happy for anyone that wins. That's the final comment here. Anyone that wins. I, I like all eight of these people. And especially on the men's side, like a bananas wins. I mean, you know, locking in the goat status that he already has for me doesn't have for almost anyone else probably won't lock it in for anyone that doesn't believe that already. So maybe doesn't, but you know, it's a lot. It really adds to the argument. Certainly. For Corey, man, I'd feel good for Corey. That'd feel incredible. Like, it really would. Just, you know, incredible guy, long-time workhorse of this show, just putting in the hours, putting in the seasons, giving us the goods, giving us the entertainment. I'd feel amazing for Corey. If he won, and obviously Fessy Fan Club over here, I'd feel fantastic. And Chris, as we covered, legendary stuff. I've loved everything about him on this season so far. So, yeah, across the board, whoever wins, you know, Tori, if she wins on the women's side, really stamps, you know, a secondary stamp on top of the one she got with the first win on Rider Dies of like, I am that good. I do have to be kind of way up there on those all-time lists. Desi, pure redemption for the bullshit that occurred last time around. Michaela, again, pure star status has already been earned by her, awarded, given out long ago, but kind of comes into whatever next season she does with not just like this is one of the new stars in town, but like this is a new star in town who also won. Okay. Like she went out there and won the thing. So yeah, a lot online. line going to be super happy for anyone that wins. And I'm excited to watch, excited to see how it goes down, excited to see who's crowned Challenge USA 2 champion. That will happen next week. We'll be back to cover it then on Thursday night. We'll also have our Season 39 preview sometime next week. We got Survivor coverage with Tony coming this weekend and throughout, you know, at least sometime after each episode airs. Fantastic Survivor season. Go tap into that if you are a Survivor watcher. And if you're not, it's worth your while. I'm telling you, it's worth your while. Get back into it. It was a great decision that uh, when I made it and I've had so much fun with it ever since. Thank you as always for being here. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you again very soon. Until then, peace.